all have a thing that takes us away from who we are and what we know and what we want. Everybody has something that takes us away from that. And then if you continue to do that and it's still not working, that is the definition of addiction. Philanthropist, public speaker, and author, creator of the Beyond Intention Paradigm. Here is your host, Daniel Mengena. Hello, welcome to another episode of the podcast. I am. I'm your host, y'all. You know what it is, right? I'm your host, Daniel Mengena. I'm here with Britt Frank. Uh, another awesome gift given to us by the uh, the rock stars over at Frontier for me to meet, to connect with. And let you guys meet. She's got a rocking book with her powerful, awesome story. I also want to find out why she lives in Kansas. We're going to find out all the things. There's a story going on. We're diving in. Why don't you let us know in your own words who you are, what you do. And then I'm going to dive into being a nosy twat, <laughs> middling into your life and finding out. How does that sound? Good? Yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah? Yeah? Delicious? Wonderful? Yes. Mm, okay. Best podcast intro ever <laughs> of all time. Like, I bet you say that to all the girls. Like. I really don't. Like, that was epic. <laughs> okay. So I'm Brit, not Brittany, just Brit. And I'm a therapist and a trauma specialist and a recovering hot mess of a human. And mm. I wrote a book called The Science of Stuck, which is the book if I had had when I was banging my head on the walls of addiction and dysfunction, perhaps I would have found my way sooner. Mm-hmm. And I live in Kansas because <laughs> because of the balmy weather and the oceanfront property. It's, you know, it's yeah. the views. Yeah. I'm the throw zero shade to Kansas. Zero. Because your football team is amazing. However, I'm just trying to get at the dots. So we're in New York. Yeah. We're doing hot stuff. Was Kansas part of the the escape from the madness? Did you like reform in the cocoon of Kansas? Like, I really want to know all the things that you are comfortable to share, of course. I appreciate that. So I grew up in a very, very stereotypical, like Long Island Jewish family. Mm-hmm. And when you're trying to rebel against a Long Island Jewish family, <laughs> you can't be a lesbian because that's fine. I can't come home and say, you know, there are aliens among us because that's fine. <laughs> Like I'm pregnant. No problem. I'm on drugs. Cool. We'll get you to, I mean, the only way to really rebel against a Jewish family is to become a Christian. So I joined a cult, moved to Kansas. And then when I stopped doing that, I found that actually Kansas city is a really cool place to be. The people are nice. The food is good. It's easy to live here. So I stayed. So, so I, I don't mean to laugh because I'm sure laugh away. It's stories, hilarious. But yeah. It's the way you were like, yeah, yeah, I could be lesbian. I could talk about aliens. But if I start talking to Jesus in Kansas, then it's all better. That's it. Off. That is That's the only, literally, that is the only way to effectively rebel against my, my particular family system. That was okay. the only thing I could come up with. And it was the only thing on the list. So I did it. And guess what? It worked. Yay. Go me. Okay. Okay. Go you. Thank you, Jesus. So, um, <laughs> So, okay. So guys, just a little bit, as you guys know, I try not to find out too much about a guest before I get to meet, because I love to get to meet, get to meet them with you guys. So we have this like whole organic, oh, we're going to get to Walter story. However, like you went through a lot. Yeah. And, like you did some things. Was, so was like the next phase rebelling against Jesus? Like, I don't, like, where's the, how do we go like, Good little Jewish girl that just wants to be a rebel in Kansas in the weird cult thing to like, okay, I need to create a life that's going to give me an epic book I can share with the world. 
Where, where is the divine path of this? I, I how did we do this? How yeah. Did we do this? So co-life was actually, I mean, not all cults are about drinking poison and killing people and being misogynistic. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm, like, I'm fine with that. Cult people can be delightful. And I actually found that That's for- That's probably my quote of the day. I'm sorry. Cult people can be delightful. And, you know, you catch them in the right moment, they feed you and all the things. Okay. So cult life was actually fantastic for my personal trauma because mm-hmm. they told me what to do, what to eat, what to wear, how to think. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have to create- me as a human. I didn't have mm-hmm. to figure out who am I? What do I believe? What do I like? You know, mm-hmm. what's bigger than us? I was, you know, like just add water, stir, and here is how to human. Okay. And that was really important. And I will forever be grateful to it. However, cult life was unsustainable and didn't mm-hmm. really pan out so well. So then I went back to the regular world and did a bunch of random things. One of which was get into some crazy relationships. And then mm-hmm. I got out of those relationships mm-hmm. and somewhere in the middle of all that, I found my way to trauma therapy got better said, Oh my God, everyone needs to know this because this is like, we have a brain inside a big head on the body. And if you know how to work with all of that, life gets really good, really fast. Okay. So the yumminess is in the cooperation between these pieces. Right. Assuming, you know, certain pieces are in play. And then I ended up just staying in Kansas because it's a great place to live. And the book is really just my assortment of medicines that I picked up and collected along the journey from Mm -hmm. all different places, from science, from psychology, from spiritual traditions. It's like, here's just the high level stuff. So you don't have to read all the books. It's like, here's the best of what they say here. Here's the best of what they say there. Take it. We're cutting the learning curve. We're cutting the learning curve. So you don't need to go to Kansas. You could do it from anywhere you want. <laughs> you don't have to come to Kansas, but, but if it's you awesome. you go to Kansas, then they may feed you if you catch them on the right day. Um, so book's coming out what date? March 22nd. March 22nd. Okay. So we are divinely ordained to have this meeting on the 24th of February. We're going to do our best to get this out before then. Do our best as in Duncan, Amy, <laughs> can we get this out before? <laughs> Thank you, Duncan and Amy. So, so you are um, you are listening to this before March 22nd. So what you're going to do is you're going to go to the link that's in the show notes right now. We're literally going to pause while you do that. And you're going to click the link and you're going to go to the page with the book and you're going to pre-order it. Okay, you found it. All right, so while you're doing that, we're going to keep talking, but finish what you're doing. Okay, so in the book, we've got an assortment of medicines how many medicines? Do you remember how many medicines there are? Is it like there are seven chapters and seven medicines, or is it like there's 20 chapters and five medicines? Like how how's it structured? Give me some. Give me some so questions. there are nine chapters, and each chapter is focused around one of the big topics that makes us stuck. So like mm-hmm. you don't have to identify as an addict, but we all have a compulsive relationship to something that makes our mm-hmm. life not awesome. So mm-hmm. like whether you're a meth addict or like an Amazonaholic or whatever your thing is, that's mm-hmm. that chapter. Here's why your family is a little not skillful that chapter relationships dating family anxiety what the heck is our brain and what is it doing Mm -hmm. you know like answering that big question in one chapter Mm -hmm. and then uh uh, here's what you do with all that information now that you have it okay so i want to pause because it's something that you said that i really want to dive a bit deeper into because so i came from like quite traditional christian conservative household um, where it was not okay to come home homosexual. It was like, <laughs> you can come home with any race, any hairstyle, any hair color, as long as they're the opposite gender to you. Mm-hmm. 
right? So I didn't really have that one. Not that they will be like burn you at the stake. It's just like, hey, you know, mm-hmm. Jesus doesn't like that. So do you want to love Jesus or what? Or do you, what do you want to do? So I did. I, so it wasn't like homophobia so much as homosexuality is not right according to our traditions and we'd rather you didn't do that kind of thing but there are some things in the dynamic that i personally was raised in that i've had judgments around that i've had to overcome and one of them is drug addicts because in East London, he kind of like the drug addict thing is you just imagine, I mean, meth wasn't really the thing when I was at school. It's more like, you know, cocaine, no crack cocaine or, or heroin. And there's this whole thing of, oh, they're the scrouge of the earth. They sit on the street corners and ask for money, but they're going to use it on drugs and they rob people and break into houses. Oh, drug addicts. But when we hear the word addiction, for me personally, in my experience, you automatically go to the vision of this scraggly, old man or like someone who hasn't got teeth anymore whatever the thing is and that's not actually the case much to your point we have all of these different addictions and compulsions and things going on that disconnect us from having a healthy wholesome life and generally speaking the path to healing any of those really follows a similar formula am i Absolutely. To degrees, you know, to say everyone has an addiction is, you know, not saying everyone has the same level, but to some degree in some something that's going on. We all have a thing that takes us away from who we are and what we know and what we want. Everybody Mm. has something that takes us away from that. And then Mm. if you continue to do that and it's still not working, that is Mm. the definition of addiction. And Mm. so the extremes that you're talking about are really more of like a systemic failure than a moral failure, like a moral failure. I'm really big on taking out the moral stigma of mental health, you know, Mm. like talk to any one of those people on the street. And I guarantee you that story includes a lack of access to resources Mm -hmm. or something that's needed. But that's a whole nother conversation topic. Yeah. But I'm not saying all addictive behavior is good, yeah. but all addiction is functional. It's self-protective and it mm-hmm. is there because to a degree it works until it stops working. And looking at addiction as a suboptimal, a suboptimal form of self-protection instead of mm-hmm. a character flaw is a much mm-hmm. better way to approach the healing process. Yeah. I mean, because I mean, on my journey, having grown up now, I've met people who have come up from up even like heroin addiction, crack cocaine addiction, that are perfectly functioning humans. There was one guy, I had no idea he was a heroin addict. He was like perfectly functioning, ran a business, did the thing. But I don't know if it's that he had the discipline to not go overboard with his enjoyment of heroin. And he just, he just enjoyed it. That's just what he was. And he had the means to maintain his addiction. And so he could get his fix. Um, he didn't need to overgorge beyond what his fix was. Um, and that was his thing. Like some people like weed and alcohol. He just happened to like heroin and that's just what his thing was. I was just like, wow. Mind you, he didn't inject at the time he was smoking, but, but still it's like, wow, you're like, it kind of blew my mind and started to shatter some of these stories and narratives that, that I had. Um, but my point is that I think if, if we took the time to maybe investigate the true narrative beyond what society has told us or what, you know, our growing environment told us is, oh, people, maybe there's something under and much your point, maybe there's something there that's available to heal if the support was there to do that. And this is what your book, I suppose, is aiming to support in doing. 
Absolutely. And that's true mm. with anything. You know, the biggest myth in mental health that I see is this idea that there are there's a binary of you're either mentally ill or you're mentally well. And mm -hmm. it's so mental health is not about sickness and wellness. It's about safety and not safety. A brain mm. that knows how to be safe in the world and perceive safety and recognize safety and access safety will not produce mental, quote, illness symptoms. So mm. the opposite of mental health is mental unsafety, not mm. mental illness. You know, we don't, we're not taught, Hey, our bodies have these like designs to keep us alive, not to keep us happy or functional or productive. Mm -hmm. And if you don't know that the um, number one objective is safety, then we're going to hit our heads on the wall and think, what's wrong with me? I'm lazy. I'm crazy. I'm unmotivated. It's like, no, your brain doesn't feel safe. Well, why it should? Well, your brain mm -hmm. has a different language than what you think it should. Mm -hmm. And when you learn the language of emotional safety, physiological safety, relational safety, mm -hmm. life gets really good, really fast. Awesome. Safety versus safety. illness, health or illness. Yeah. Paradigm shift there, dude. Like, when was the last time someone asked you, hey, when was the last time you felt really safe in your chest? It's like, what the hell? No one asks that question. Yeah, I, I was like, never asked that question. What does that even feel like? What does safety feel like? Exactly. And there's like a whole thing about how to access safety. And how, when I work with people in my mm -hmm. mental health practice, it's mm -hmm. not, you know, what do you want? What do you like? What are you scared of? It's what people, places, thoughts, and things create cues of safety. What mm -hmm. inside your body feels closer to safety or if not safe, what feels, we all know what threat feels like constriction, mm -hmm. tension, tightening, getting ready to punch someone in the face. There mm -hmm. are safety cues, just like there are danger cues. And the mm -hmm. more fluent you get in safety, the more mastery you get over your life. Hmm. So life mastery, a foundation to life mastery is understanding this differential between safety and non-safety and being yes. able to experience it. Exactly. And that assumes you actually are safe because a lot of times people do not have access to safety in because any capacity and that's not their fault, but people with no access to safety or resources mm -hmm. are going to have mental illness symptoms, but it's not an internal sickness. That's a systemic lack of access. Not the same Oof. thing. Not the same thing. They cook them up in Kansas, don't they? <laughs> There's a lot of space here to There's think. There's a lot of space here to think. <laughs> With cows and such. So are there a lot of cows in Kansas? You know, it's the biggest myth. And please continue to perpetuate these myths about Kansas. That way nobody comes here. But Kansas City is awesome. I grew up in New York and I'm telling you, Kansas City is awesome. I have not seen a cow in a, in a minute around oh, wow. here. Okay. Okay. No disrespect to cows. But like, you know, you yeah. can keep believing that Kansas is cows and cornfields no, and we'll I'm do our thing I'm, here. I'm, I'm trying to check out Kansas <laughs> and see what's good. It's awesome. I'm probably still going to live in Carbo, but <laughs> I will give it a check out. Maybe they'll feed me. So, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we've got nine chapters. And guys, if you haven't felt the yumminess of this, I also am like immediately going to be pre-ordering this book because I look forward to doing it. Maybe doing a book review. I don't know. We'll see because we're, we're going back to the book reviews. Yeah, 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 yeah. My son's 14 months now and actually is sleeping. So I, I've got the mental capacity to read books again. <laughs> so, <laughs> Congratulations. Because for a while it's like, read, what is this reading you're talking mm -hmm. about? So I'm reading a, a semi-interesting book. Now I'm reading a book called The Bitcoin Standard at the moment, which is just fascinatingly breaking down money, where it came from and stuff. But yeah, we'll definitely get, get your book done. And we're going to start recording some book review episodes again. Just from what you've said already, I'm excited to include this in that list. But guys, 
you shouldn't be waiting for my review because you're hearing it straight from the non-horse's mouth here, live and direct, not Brittany, it's just Brit. And she's dropping some bombs. So what's another powerful... What's another powerful, uh, a powerful paradigm shift that you can bring us from the book and just give us a bit more excitement, juiciness and deliciousness. Oh yeah. And this stuff is so good. And it's so frustrating because I spent years in therapy and a lot of years and a lot of money on school and training Mm -hmm. and it's not easy, but it's freaking simple. Like this Mm -hmm. is not rocket science. Okay. Here's Mm -hmm. another good one. There's Mm -hmm. no such thing as an unmotivated person. How many times do you hear? I'm not motivated. I lack motivation. It's not true. Okay. Okay. I'm with you on this one because Mm -hmm. I always say that we never fail at anything. The unconscious mind never fails at anything. Yes. Going to what we're programmed towards. And that's a biological reality and a spiritual truth. There is no such thing as an unmotivated person. Speak to me. Keep preaching sister. Okay. Mm -hmm. We're always motivated by something. We may be wanting to be motivated by productivity and starting our business and whatever, Mm -hmm. but our brain, if it's motivated to survive, will lock you on your couch faster than you can say whatever. Mm -hmm. If your brain is motivated to protect itself against rejection and abandonment, you're Mm -hmm. not going anywhere, no matter Mm -hmm. how many affirmations you chant. Mm -hmm. And so again, knowing this language of safety and danger Mm -hmm. makes people realize, oh, I'm not unmotivated. My motivation is in that direction. And I want to be going in that direction. And it's not to co-sign on inert behavior. It's like, Mm -hmm. oh, now I have an excuse to lay on the couch and watch TikTok. It's like, no, (laughs) here's why you're actually stuck on the couch watching TikTok. So you can get up off of it if you want to do that. You're motivated by your own goals and Mm -hmm. your conscious desires, or you're Mm -hmm. motivated by automatic unconscious survival needs. It's one or the other, but you're never not motivated ever. Okay. 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 So there's something that you said that reminded me about something that wasn't said, that I think would be really powerful to say, and that's going back to the fear. So have you got small humans? I do not. I have a small four-legged You have a small four-legged human. So you probably know this. Here's the science. We're only born with two fears, right? Loud noises and falling. So I get to watch my son, Ethan, developing the foundations and seeds to what will become fears at some point, because I'm seeing how he responds to stuff. But we go through life accumulating, all, and it's just fascinating watching this little humans all buzz around, oh, hang on a minute, and that he's not fearful of some things. Like he's got this thing he learned from his sister about running up and down the sofa, right? So he'll run on the sofa, and it's like, uh, it's like wait, wait, someone's got to be there, because he doesn't have, the, he hasn't had that reaction of falling down, banging, whatever, to no, oh, hang on a minute, this doesn't work. But like, he doesn't like this drawer because he caught his finger in it. So he's like, oh, I'm going to stay away from the drawer, right? So people go through life having this unconscious response from a place of non-safety, from a place of fear. But a lot of the time, the thing that we fear, for example, with the, 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 the unmotivated, that where we're looking for the safety isn't even built around a factual experience. It's just built around an ideology that came from our program learning, right? An ideology, or let's say, we'll use Ethan as an example, right? Let's say that, you know, for whatever reason, he continues to slam his fingers in drawers. And now he's 22 and he's, he can't, for whatever reason, his brain has decided anything with a drawer equals bad. And Mm -hmm. so he can't do that. He's not going to necessarily remember why, especially Mm -hmm. if he doesn't have a competent parent saying, oh, hey, when you were one, this is what happened. Mm -hmm. So now his brain has learned drawers are bad, but he Mm -hmm. doesn't know that he learned it because he's too early to have that kind of cognitive 
structure. Mm -hmm. And so most people think if I don't know why I have a thing, it must mean I'm crazy. And it's like Uh our brain takes in so many pieces of data every second Mm -hmm. of every minute of every day. There's Mm -hmm. no way to know why certain things are things. And we don't Mm -hmm. need to know why you don't walk up to a burning building and go, why is this thing on fire? It's like, get Mm -hmm. the people out and we may find out what happened or not, but let's get the people out Out first. Mm -hmm. And we can do that with all, with anxiety, with depression, with compulsive behavior. We don't need to know the origin of a symptom to heal it. And that's Mm -hmm. incredibly good news. I see the same thing with limiting beliefs when I'm working with people on limiting beliefs, but we have to go and do the shadow work. I need to understand the root and which past life it came from because at the end of the day, this is my soul's journey. I'm like, screw that, bro. Like you, you you just need to just (laughs) let it go. (laughs) Like (laughs) as you go towards the healing of it, the reasoning will show itself or it won't either way. You won't have it anymore. So who cares? Right. Well, the problem is that most people weeks. search for a why because they think that will solve the pain problem. Uh, why the origin story problem? But mm-hmm. there's no answer to your why question that will solve your pain problem. The only way through pain is through pain. You're not going to bypass it. So mm-hmm. if like, in my fourth incarnation on the planet, my ancestor, blah, blah, it's like, okay, that's great, but mm-hmm. you're still in pain and we still have your pain to do. De- and I love shadow work and I'm all about it, mm-hmm. but not at the expense of your present truth and your present reality it that should be a companion to not a you know instead of i want to get you've literally maybe want to get one of those just 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 for this i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm not gonna do it but you may be inspired to do it but i'm not motivated you're motivated by something else i'm motivated by something else motivated by being present here having this conversation guys we are here having an awesome 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 conversation with brit frank not Brittany, just brit Uh, name of the book please darling the science of stuck the science of stuck head down to the show notes i'm going to give you another moment for those of you who for whatever reason which you don't really care what the reason was. You're just going to adjust now, course correct with your actions and going, do, 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 do. Pre-order comes out on the 22nd of March. If you're listening to us after the 22nd of March, which makes me sad because it means that you're not subscribed. La, 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 la. Fix that too by subscribing. Let a friend know that they too can break free from the stuck because the science of stuck is here in the form of Brit. So Brit, we normally run for about 30 minutes, but I would love to have just one more, one more. Please, because I personally am a little bit sad. I have to wait till the 22nd of March. Really, really loving this. Um, go. One more, please. One more just random. like One more random from the thing, like, because it's just yummy, all of it. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, there's so many good ones. Okay, here's one. Mm-hmm. There's no such thing as crazy. There is no such thing as a crazy person. Are you sure? Because my, my wife is Russian. My wife is positive crazy (laughs) does not exist every every single symptom makes sense in context i can't even finish this dude fun fact fun fact fact. the highest mortality rate of women killing their husbands is russian women killing their husbands and they probably have a good reason at least some of them yeah everything makes sense in context everything makes sense in context including Murder, I love you, baby. You know that, right? Of course you do. So back to serious time. <laughs> time in. So no such thing as crazy. The context, are we saying, so is this like the lens that I'm seeing it through? So my lens and your lens. So for example, we had a disagreement this morning. I was meant to go to Mexico City next week. I'm like, do you know what? I had a meeting in the morning that I can't push back. We've got some stuff to do for the documentary. 
I pushed it back already. We're a little bit behind. So I'm like, ah, I can get the 12 o'clock flight. It's a two hour flight. I'm going to get in at like four. That's a bit of late. I need to do some things so I can come back the next day. So we've already had this discussion before. She likes to be involved in the decisions, even ones that don't really impact her. This one does impact her. So I'm like, babe, this is the best flight for me. Is it okay with you? Why do you need to stay overnight? Why can't you go and come back the same day? I'm like, because it's really convenient and I don't want to be rushed. I don't want to be stressed. She doesn't know this, but I was planning to go to Louis Vuitton and get her something nice, but that's not happening now, whatever. And, <laughs> and I could see, in this instance, I could see in her mind, I wasn't prioritizing having family time on Saturday, even though I won't be working on the Friday, like um, on the Sunday. Whereas I'm like, this is convenient for me. And that convenience allows me to be more full, blah, 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 blah. But I had the capacity to make that discernment. So often we're probably going through life. And in the end, I was like, you know what? It's more important that she feels safe, right? And loved than me having the meeting on time. So I've just said, look, I'll find another way. Turns out I could probably have the meeting on the way to the airport. Not going to be as great, but whatever the thing. I'm going to go and come back the same day. Everyone's happy. My re- reactive response, however, wasn't to do that. It was like, I'm a man. Nobody tells me what to do. I'm going to go and come back the next day. But it's, so is this what we're talking about with crazy that we've got our lenses and we both see the same situation from two <laughs> sides? You went I- crazy in that, you know, crazy just means we don't understand what's going on and mm. everything, even if you don't know why, you know, let's say you were flipping out on her and yeah. you didn't have the shadow intelligence and the wherewithal to understand mm-hmm. yourself. Mm-hmm. She would say you're being crazy, but mm-hmm. you're not. You're just reacting out of fear. And mm-hmm. so if we can take the word crazy and take whatever lens you see the world through to know mm-hmm. that not every behavior is acceptable, but every behavior is explainable. Mm-hmm. And if you understand function, you can change. You cannot change without understanding function first. I think you need to, not everything is explainable. This one, this quote. That thing, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not every behavior is acceptable, yeah. but all behavior is explainable. Not the okay. same thing, yeah. but important. Okay, so... um Anna, just so you know, I need a meme of that. Thank you very much. So, right. But what about this whole thing then of sliding into just allowing behavior? Like where the boundaries come into that? Or is it not that the explainable means that, mind you, you did say it's not acceptable, but it's explainable. So that means that we can hold a boundary on something, but still have compassion for the person who's hitting up against the boundary with the behavior. I love that you said that compassion and intolerance can Mm -hmm. be very, very happy partners. Mm -hmm. If, you know, my husband is whatevering, I could very compassionately set a boundary without anger. Mm -hmm. Hey, babe, I love you. I'm not okay with this. So I'm going to go over there until you figure out what the heck you've got going on over here. But boundaries are so important and Mm -hmm. to not tolerate, to tolerate bad behavior is not loving or kind or helpful. It's not good for their highest self. It's not good for yours. Mm -hmm. Boundaries are incredibly important. But I want compassionate intolerance of bad Mm -hmm. behavior, not Mm -hmm. angry base, but always boundaries. Yes. So it's coming to it's like, okay, this behavior doesn't work for me. But I see I can see that I may not see the details and I don't need to understand the details, but I, I get for you, maybe it feels okay, but it's not okay. So I can communicate that to you in a loving way, even if I need to create physical space or whatever to be away from it. But I'm not going to say, you're crazy. What it doesn't are you doing? work. Like, 
doesn't, do doesn't work. And the fact is, if someone actually said, Hey, I understand where you're coming from. I can see you're feeling blah, blah, blah. People that feel seen will settle a nervous mm-hmm. system that feels validated will mm-hmm. settle down. And mm-hmm. a lot of the quote crazy calms down when mm-hmm. we are communicating what's really true. Mm-hmm. And the anger is almost always a substitute for fear or pain or mm-hmm. sadness or whatever. So what about in a situation where someone doesn't have the capacity for whatever reason, maybe they've got anger management issues or whatever to respond to you setting a boundary? Like, what do we do in those situations? Oh, boy. Okay, we need another hour for that one. (laughs) Oh, okay. So here's the thing. No one can cross a boundary. If I set a boundary and you don't respect it, you're Mm. not crossing a boundary. You're being emotionally abusive. And so if a person is not allowing your boundary to exist, that's not crossing a boundary. It's abuse. And no, never tolerate abuse. I don't care how much you love someone. You can love them from across the room, across the city, across the world if you have to. But boundaries are about this is what I'm going to choose to do. And if Mm -hmm. you take away my choice to do it, that is now emotional abuse. Okay. Well, that one was straight from the pulpit. I didn't expect it, but very potent and powerful. Um, I don't want to give away too much more yummy. Just, I want everyone to sort of go and grab the book. I too will be grabbing it. I'm really looking forward to going through all nine of the uh, power. You just high five. Can we just do some high fiving virtually? Amazing. Amazing. Uh, guys, the science of stuck Brit Frank, not Brittany Brit link is in the show notes. Go and grab it. It's already changed my life in this 30 odd minutes that we've just been noodling on three of them. What will happen when you get into all nine of them? I don't know, maybe some healing much. Um, Final thoughts for the listeners today before we uh, let you get back to uh, the cows. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah, I love it so much. So there's actually 10 chapters, but nine of them break down the thing. The 10th is another. Mm -hmm. So the brain changes. You are not stuck. Like the brain you have now is not the brain you'll have next year, next month, next week. Mm -hmm. You can change as long as you have access to resources and choices. Mm -hmm. You can change, you can heal. Like, this is not who you are. That's like a biological fallacy. This is just who I am. Like, no, Mm -hmm. that's crap because your brain will change. Our brains learn, heal, grow, and change if -hmm. we have choices and resources, period. Mic drop. (laughs) Actually, we do crystal dropping here, Um, but I nearly broke one once, so I don't do it anymore. (laughs) I, I, I used to do Sage Drop because I like to be different. Um, I used to have a radio show at Seattle. We used to do Sage Drop. And then I had guests, my mate Jen, and she's like, she F-bombs. F that. I don't know why, just just in case your people are soft. I know, they listen to me swearing, but F that. We're going to crystal drop. And she like dropped this big ass crystal on the table. And since then we do crystal dropping. Okay, I would have brought my crystals if I had known that was your thing, but okay. I am, I'm, in, I'm into it. I, I, I hold up my book with his beautiful white quartz. And I've got this bad boy here. I don't even remember what the Dickens it is. It does something lovely and healing and such. And I've got my little organite down there and my little temple thing and my Ganesha's hanging out somewhere. I love it. I've got salt rocks in my windowsill over there. Of course you do, because that's what we do. That's what we do. It's the energy. It's the energy. Um, guys, the science of stuck. Brit, not Brittany, Frank. Link is in the show notes. She's awesome. 10 chapters of fire. We've heard three of them. So, you know, the rest are juicy, yummy, delicious, wonderful scrumptious. 
Thank you. Thank you for Thank coming. Thank you. Down this is fun. Awesome. Yes. Yeah. Tim, I was about to say I get paid to do this, but I don't. I, I just love it. <laughs> yes. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. I'm hypnotizing you. Your eyes are getting sleepy. Not yet, in case you're driving. Um, just subscribe. Leave a rating or review. Yes, we've got a lot of them, but we'd love yours too. I actually personally read them. I can't reply, but I do read them. Love you loads. Keep dreaming with your eyes open, guys. Remember, you can consciously choose a more abundant, joyful, purpose-driven life of healing, of wholeness, of unstuckness, and all the things. Signs of stuck. Link is in the show notes. Till next time, guys. Peace out. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Do It With Dan with your host, Daniel McGenna. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit dmpotv.com. We'll catch you on the next episode of Do It With Dan.